0: government responded at the budget last year put in place a package of measures for business and homeowners um, and for families generally. Um, some of that's coming to an end now and you've referenced the uh, 9%, the lower VAT rate uh, for the hospitality sector. And and there's, there's two divides in this country really. Uh, Dublin hotels and restaurants are really booming. They don't quite frankly need The 9% reduction. It's a very different situation here in Clare, the Midwest and West generally. Uh, And I'd like to see something put in place that would continue to support businesses in the Midwest, businesses that are outside where the main activity is and businesses that haven't pushed up their prices. Uh, We've all seen and, and, and heard what's happened in Dublin and the way hotel prices have been pushed way up. Uh, price gouging that's not happening here because the demand quite frankly isn't here Um, so there's a lot of pressure on I've spoken to Michael McGrath it may be difficult to split uh, the west from the east in this this instance Um, and he makes the point to me that the cost of this is significant Um, it can't be kept uh, at 9% forever Um, I certainly believe that there's a a need to retain it for those businesses outside uh, the capital district where they have access to significant volumes of people and, quite frankly, don't need it.
1: So you're talking about a regional VAT rate? I'm
0: talking about, re- uh, yes, if that was possible. I mean, I've suggested that on a number of occasions uh, to Michael McGrath. I, I, I know it's something that they have, have looked at. Whether it'll be possible or not, I, I don't know whether it'll be possible to implement. But something certainly is still needed to support the tourism sector here in Clare and the Midwest generally.
1: So is the Midwest suffering at the hands of Dublin-centric thinking then?
0: No I don't think so. I uh, I mean the reality is it's 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 everywhere outside uh, the Dublin district. Dublin has because of the volume of people going through because business generally um and because of the shortage of hotel rooms they're able to get very significantly higher uh charges. Um it is the case though that restaurants throughout the country are suffering. So it may be worth looking at should we separate restaurants completely apart? Uh, from, from the hotel sector that certainly would give support to some uh, of the tourism businesses that have been, have been suffering because you know there is a demand there is a need to support them through a, a protracted period of time with the increase in the cost of living people don't have the same disposable income they're not eating out in the way that they would have in the past so it's something that has to be really kept under review
1: But if this decision is made on Tuesday and it is axed what would you say to the hoteliers or the restaurateurs who are going to be dealing with now an increase in costs when as you mentioned the demand isn't what it is in Dublin down here
0: yeah I- i'm hopeful that there will be there will be something for them uh, i Clearly I can't guarantee that I've I've lobbied hard And I'll continue to lobby Right up to the point But government are charged With making a decision uh, It's loaves and fishes It's never easy um, They have to make Difficult decisions But there isn't an endless Pot of money either And um, the reality is If the 9% VAT rate Is to be maintained For everybody Um, then money has to be found and taken from somewhere else. So it's what do you say to the people that don't benefit from it? The other question is, what do you say to those then that you have to take it from? So there's always difficult conversations and discussions when you're reallocating uh, from a, a, a limited supply of money.
1: Timmy, one of the other rumoured cuts is to the excise, the excise reduction on diesel and petrol. That's going to hit everyone in their pockets, no matter what walk of life you come from. Is now the time to do
0: that? Bottom line is government has put a very significant measure of support um, into the energy sector to support people getting on with their lives. When that excise was cut, I think it took about 22 cents, 20, 22 cents off petrol, 18 cents off diesel. That was needed at the time and it's still needed, quite frankly. Yes, there has been a level of moderation in the... Um, price of petrol and diesel it, it has started to fluctuate downwards um, and I think that's positive but I think you couldn't put all the excise back on in one swoop because that, you know, that would put another on average 20 cent back on a, a litre of fuel nobody is ready for that nobody would be able to take that so uh, my view would be that any, in, in, in returning the excise to what it was it needs to be done in combination with the reduction in the, the market price of uh, fuel um, just on my way across uh, i see fuel is you know diesel is 169 at the moment 170 around town on average uh, petrol's maybe 10 cent less that's 40 cent probably higher than where we were um two years ago um pu- has put very significant burden on those that, that that have to travel quite frankly which most people do whether it's dropping the kids to school Many people travel significant distance uh, to work. So, quite frankly, I I think that excise reduction, uh, I I recognise it will have to go up at some point, but it needs to be gradual, it needs to be tapered, and if it can be done in line with the reduction uh, in the wholesale price uh, of energy, that would be the appropriate way to deal with it.
1: Because that comes back to the point you made earlier about Dublin versus the rest of the country obviously you've better connectivity in Dublin in terms of public transport not the case so much. No very in much so. Yeah. It's car dependent. Yeah,
0: and I, 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 re- I think that's widely recognised that the, the uh, car is a much more essential part of life uh, outside of the capital city where you have access to public transport which has been reducing uh, very significantly over time.
1: And Timmy, what about measures to try and support the most vulnerable? There's talk of targeted measures rather than universal measures. What would your thoughts be on that?
0: Well, I thought we got a great mix in the last budget. I I thought the support for people with disabilities, the people who were unemployed, the most vulnerable carers. There were significant payments made to them. Um, There was money for fuel allowance. There were one-off payments, which, you know, double payments before Christmas and at Christmas um, care for supports uh, reduction in a cost of education childcare all of that was really good and that, that has helped a lot of people uh, but there is still a cohort who struggle will always struggle those that are just dependent on the basic social welfare payment uh, and I'm conscious that you know they, that their situation needs to be monitored very closely and i know the department is doing a very detailed analysis right now because whilst there was 12 or 13 euros put on the general social welfare payment in the budget per week um that that's small by comparisons to the increases in the cost the basic cost of living whether it be fuel or whether it be um just foodstuffs whilst i know the the headline inflation is coming down and that's positive um, it still isn't back to where it needs to be. So there there is a, a further need to support people who are on very, very low incomes. Uh, and I would, hope, would be hopeful that the package later this week um, will be mindful of that.
1: And finally, Timmy, there had been calls for a mini budget. Obviously, this has been said that it's not going to be that sort of thing and that those measures will be saved for next year's budget. Do you agree with that decision not to hold a mini budget now?
0: I mean, I think uh, what, what a mini-budget would seem to suggest is that you're going to go and raise taxes somewhere else um, to pay for more spending. And I think that's not a good signal, generally. I mean, the the, the country's finances um, and the country is standing well. It's able to borrow money in the international markets. If you start having many budgets every time that you, you need to, to make some changes, it, it, it gives... A lack of confidence to the international markets and that's unhelpful for foreign investment coming in for job creation and all of that and so we have to be mindful of that I don't think in this instance that it's necessary I think there are reserves of monies there that have been set aside that can be reallocated and and, and proportioned and I know of nobody I've met nobody over the last number of months that are suggesting that we should increase taxes anywhere else either